No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Nick the Quick is in here as always. Victory Tuesday, Victory baby. Tuesday. We're talking Bulls, Bears first. Levine went nuts in the garden. Yeah, a little OT game like, in the garden. Nuts, nuts. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk Bears must win games coming. The season starts for me on Sunday. Okay. Quinville fired. Mustache, I'm not gonna flex. Man. We don't know shit about the Blackhawks. Nope. But we Quinville got fired. Yeah. He got, Icon. He got three chips. Three chips, man. If I know Cuz and I know what he looks like, he's a legend. He's uh-huh. a hockey coach because I don't know any other hockey coaches yeah, in the league. No. Nah. So we're gonna talk about that. I voted today. Big Nick the Quick voted today. We're gonna talk some Hit trending polls, topics yep. across uh, the landscape. Man, the Cowboys are a mess. We're gonna talk about that. Just stuff that's popping in the news cycle right now. Yep. We're gonna touch on. What's good? What's going on, man? How we Yo, doing? Yo, we're on time. I said we were yeah, gonna go live seven at seven. Seven oh four right now should, on the we dot. We should be live right now. So yeah. I hope that's rocking let's, let's correctly. Roll, let's roll in some comments and yeah. some questions today. Yeah, I like we're live that right now. Week. Let's go. Let that me, was decent. Let me click on this yeah. and, and make sure we got it up. But look at oh, yeah. that. Bang. Yeah, we're up there. We're let's live. Get it. All right. Um <sighs> How you doing? Good. How's the weekend? It was good, man. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Will, man. Will had his uh his annual nightmare before Christmas party uh over there at uh Aragon Aragon Bar Ballroom. So his uh, his guy Nightmare performed. Yeah. Had a little backstage situation. Yeah. I had one too many. Yeah. You know, just it was, it was good. It man. was fun. It was good. A lot of people came through, man. Uh Colin came through. AJ came through. Brett came through with his wife. Um, yeah. Shout out Prop Call. Yeah, shout out shout, Willie shout Runs. Out, yeah, everybody, man. It was good. Yeah, Willie Runs always takes care of you. If you he check does, out the show, man. man. Yeah. So I got to show love for that. Shout man. out Will, man. Definitely, out man. Will he Runs, knows how to throw a party. There was no no need that was unmet. You know, I think we were drinking tequila early in the night. Yeah. I told him, I was like, man, I want some scotch. And Will, Will, Will got Will me a bottle, some scotch. bottle of 12-year Glen Levin. <laughs> and it was all downhill from there, man. There you go. Yeah, good vibrations, man. There. Nightmare, slander, yeah, shout out good nightmare, vibrations. Shout out slander. Shout out all those people, man. That was, uh, it was a good time. Definitely. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to Toro Imoa tonight Yeah, at Talia Hall. Toro's serious. Toro is that guy. Yeah. I've been trying to see this show for a minute. Uh-huh. Like, Probably five years. Yeah. And he usually does smaller venues, so yeah. I can never catch a dude. So I'm excited to catch that tonight. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. Let's talk the Bulls in the garden last night. We done lost some close games. I think like the last five are, are combined 11 points. Good. We get, <laughs> I love how you've come full circle on that. That's so great, by yeah. the way. Now it's good when the Bulls are losing. But anyway, what are you do? We're, we're in the garden. Last night, have you ever seen the game in the Garden? No, I haven't been. I was only, I've, I, you know, I've never been in New York City as an adult. Oh my god! Yeah, so what is uh, no, nah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I've never been in New York City as an adult. It's one of those things, uh, bro. I got so many places I want to go. Like you start putting all the places you want to go, and it's like shit just gets pushed back. People get married, that kills one of your trips. Not everybody can jet set like you. <laughs> you know, what I mean, I know this means yeah, nothing a, to you. I don't have. Yeah, but, I'm a little you know, fortunate to where I'm. Yeah, yeah you know. Next what couple saying? years, uh, next couple years, I'm hitting some spots hard. You know, I'll be at New, I'll be in New York within the next twelve months. I already know okay, that. Okay, word. Yeah, yeah, you got to get out there. I saw LeBron drop a triple double in the Garden. Nice. So that was sick. It does have this mystique to it. You know what I think a big thing about it is? It's obviously New York City. Right. And it's the Garden, and there's been tons of games, tons of performances. Everybody that's anyone has performed there, played there. 
that combined, it's that dim, the, the lights shut off in the crowd and yeah. the spotlight on the court makes shit 10 times cooler. Right. Like, that's a big thing. The old school. Yeah, yeah, the old school, like, you can't see, the you, you, the crowd's dark and yeah. the, all the lights are on on the court. I think that makes shit really cool. Yeah. Levine went crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Let me let me kick it off by saying this. I was dead ass wrong about everything I said about Levine. If you go back in the four or five, what, three or four months ago, we have a couple pods talking about Levine and the contract coming up. Yeah, should we, we, we get, match? We've, we've given it to him. What should what should yeah. we pay him? What shouldn't we right. pay him? And we were on the side of this dude is pretty huff. Empty buckets. Empty baskets. Doesn't play any defense. Yeah, which is still true. Twenty mil a year. Give me a break. Yeah. Jump out of a jump off a bridge. Right. Just not not that type of player, man. I think yeah. Neither neither of us were too high on him. You know, we liked it in the trade, obviously to get a look at him, but not to give him all that kind of money. Definitely not to be you know like the the number two rebuilding piece for what we want going forward. So we 100%. killed him, man. Yeah, yeah we killed sure. him, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna swallow all those words so far. Oh, uh, you're all you're all the way. Why why wouldn't I be? Yeah. I mean. Uh, Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I'll give him this, man. I mean, through the first however many games we've played, and I think we were talking about this before, he's playing hard. He's bringing it every night. You know, a game like last night where it's not just getting the 41 points, but it's when he got him, how he got him, you know, really bringing it down, down the stretch in the fourth quarter, just taking crazy threes and knocking them down and really putting out those winning performances. Um, I take my hat off to him, man. He's definitely uh, proven us wrong thus far. I'm not ready to completely say that. Hey, Zach Levine is a is a cornerstone type player, and he's he's changed his game completely. But the early returns on the Zach Levine contract and him being the man and the one um, are good. It, it, it'll all come together when Portis, Dunn, and Marketing come back. Obviously, but so far so good for sure. He looks like a monster, like a beast, bro. Yeah. Can go to the bucket at any time. Anytime. Yeah. Can go to the basket at any time from what I've seen. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen him against super elite defensive players right. like, I guess, Kawhi or yeah. something like that. But well, it that's looks an like outlier. So that's yeah. an outlier. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He can go to the bucket whenever he wants. Yep. He's scoring. He's efficient mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Now he's all of a sudden yeah. efficient. He's shooting like 45%. He's doing everything right. The defense is never going to be there because that's just one of those things where he's just not a defensive He's just guy. not good at defense. But he tries. Exactly. But he's trying it's his not Jabari. ass off. It's not Jabari. He's trying he his ass yeah, off. He's bringing it. If you were watching the game, the Bulls got the win last night. Yeah. Double overtime. If you were watching the game, there was a couple possessions where he was literally running all over the court, chasing the ball, playing, trying to play defense yeah. as best he could. Right. The whole possession. Because as you know, we're not a good basketball team, and the Knicks aren't either. There was, I don't even know how many turnovers last night, like almost 40. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was bad basketball. Yeah, almost 40 turnovers. So there was a couple possessions where the ball was bouncing around and all over the place. Levine was after it all over. Yeah. He was, he was going wherever the ball was bouncing around. He was trying to pick it up. And then when we did get the possession off a turnover or what have you, he was pushing the ball up the court and looking to get a basket. Yep. He looks in great shape. His knees look great. Or his knee he looks healthy. Say. Yeah, he looks extremely, extremely healthy. Extremely healthy, bouncy, springy. All the look on his eyes, and like I said, man, he's he's really taken that role as being the number one guy, and 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 stepped up to it, man. I mean, I can't, 
I cannot knock what Zach Levine has done so far. And they're huge scoring performances, too. I mean, through the first five games, he was averaging 30 points a game, yeah. 41 last night. I think he's averaging, what, 28 points a game right now. Like you said, super efficient and, uh, yeah, running all over the place, man, doing his thing. Effort is there. 100%. 21 of his 41 in the final 15 minutes last night. Yeah. He had all eight points in the second overtime. Bang down the final free throw we needed to seal the game. He's averaging 28-5, four assists. In 35 and a half minutes. What are the splits, the shooting splits? Oh, I don't, I didn't have it written right. down. I could pull it up, but I think I know it's something it's around decent. like a 50 40. It's something type around range. like, yeah. A, yeah, like a, like, yeah, like a 45. Yeah, right. It's, Which it's will there. obviously come back to earth, but yeah, for yeah, sure. It's efficient. Yeah. I know at the line, he's like 85% or something yeah. like that, too. So offensively, he's been everything you could possibly hope for from a number one scorer right now. No doubt. I have 35.6 minutes a game. Are you a rounded up guy? Like, yeah. would you say 36 there? That's 36 minutes a game. That's 36 that's minutes. 36 minutes I'm, a game. I'm all about to round it up. Yeah, that's 36 minutes like, a game. If uh if someone's got seven and a half rebounds and he's and I rock with him, it's eight rebounds. See, that I don't do. When it no? comes to thing like because the difference between 36 and a half minutes and 37 minutes is 30 seconds. But the difference between that seven, I don't know, man. I guess What you mean? To, that's the to same me, thing. I don't round that up to eight rebounds. That's seven and a half rebounds. Seven and a half rebounds? That's seven and a half. So what rebounds. if it was seven points? Because here's rebounds. the thing, man. If you average twenty nine point five points per game, you're not a thirty point per game scorer. Well, that's a little okay, that's a little different. But you're not a thirty point per game <laughs> scorer. You're a twenty nine point per game scorer, man. Wow. Yeah, okay. So I can't do it. So you're not a rounded up guy. I'm not a rounded up guy. I round up certain things. I see where you're coming from with the minutes I'd round it up, but no, I'm not rounding up. You don't get that extra half rebound from me. You don't get that extra half point. You got to earn that. So if I'm talking and I'm like, yeah, he's going for 30 at night, you'd be like, nah, nah, it's 29 at night. Yeah, 29. <laughs> That's 29. That's petty. He's not okay. averaging 30. Okay. All right. Well, whatever. Either way. The math doesn't add up. He's been balling. <laughs> yeah. And I saw this on Twitter this morning. <coughs> I didn't catch this in the live telecast. Pull me up real quick, Aaron. He hits the free throw. To go up 116-115, right, there's point two left. the game is one. And knows the game is one. And, and they're like, basically, hey, if you auto, like you miss it on purpose, the game's over type thing. He looks over at the bench, and I'm assuming he's talking to Fred or whoever. He goes, you want me to make it? And he winks at him. Yeah. Like, I can make it. I, I can, can make it. I can miss it whenever you want. Whatever you want I'm Zach Levine. Do, like, it's a wrap. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight up like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I can do whatever you need me to do. Yep. Confidence so, on a million. Like that, I thought that was super impressive. You can pull that down. Yeah. I thought that was super impressive. I'm going to pull this YouTube back up. I'm just going to throw it on mute real quick. Um, but I thought that was super impressive. That kind of shows where he's at. Yep. And it's just impressive for me, it's, man. It's good to see him doing that, man. It's good to see him stepping up. It's good to see him. We never, we didn't think he was going to turn into a great defender. So that that is what it is, right? We knew that about him, but. I think the question was, could he become, we talked about it, you know, some guys can put up 20, but it's not the 20 that you want. Could he become one of those guys that puts up the 20, 25 that you want? And even though the team is so bad that it's hard to properly evaluate whether or not it's going to lead to winning because there's just nobody else out there with them really helping, helping them. But, um, except for your boy Blakeney, shout out Blakeney. Um, but at the same time, man, you look at a game like last night where we needed those buckets to win the game. He went out and got them. The swag was there. The confidence was there. He was taking those threes. That Unfortunately, so was campaign. <laughs> Listen, before we get to that, like that possession where he hit three straight threes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. The confidence is there. Yeah. Everything is there, man. So I was happy to see that. You want to talk about campaign? I don't want to talk about campaign. I don't understand. what 
Yeah, let's talk about campaign real quick because this is one of the things that, that shot frustrates he took me about the Bulls. In the first overtime, when it was, I think it was 118, yeah. 118, yeah. I was shocked. When you're evaluating guys, right, because that's what we're doing right now, what more do you need to see from this man? He's had some – look. He listen, had the six for six game. He's had some flashes where no. people, I see what they they must see really? sometimes. Oh, uh, you're coming around no, on no, campaign? No, 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 I'm not coming around, but let's not destroy him. I, I don't think he should be playing. First off, well, hold any, anybody hey, hold that's up. taken this man is the captain of Destroy Campaign Island. So why are we not? Why are we not destroying him anymore? No, I mean, listen, you were about to go crazy on him. Yeah, he's, he's trash. He is trash. He's a bad Watching point him guard. Play basketball frustrates me. He has nothing. To, he he has no business being an NBA point guard in the like a starting NBA point guard in the league. Absolutely yeah, not. None at all. So we're dealing with some injuries. Whatever. He he's bad, but he he's been playing a little better. There were stretches where. I wasn't even sure he'd ever played basketball before. Like I couldn't believe what I was watching. Like is this dude really played basketball yeah. in college and he's right, in the league? Like right. so he's not playing that bad. He's still playing bad, but yes. I just I I could do without him in holiday. You know, I could do without him in holiday because I just don't feel like especially you know, I know I kill holiday all the time, but I don't understand what we're waiting to see with this dude. Yeah. He he is awful to me. He's well, just awful. As you can see on the board right here, current Chicago sports goats, Eddie Jackson and yeah. Blakeney. Blakeney. He's already on a one-name level. Yeah. Like, you ain't even got to say his Super first name. Super confidence. He, you ain't even got to say his first name yeah. anymore for me. Yeah. That dude is an automatic basket. Yeah. I've Yo, been trying to tell y'all for years, by the way. How did LSU not make the tournament with Simmons and Blakeney on the same squad? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they should have been... Especially in the SEC. Like, yeah, that's what I'm been, saying. They weren't playing against anybody outside of Kentucky. They should have been beating up on dudes. Yeah, that's but, crazy. Yeah, who that's knows? That's crazy. But no, Blakeney, man, I mean, yeah, I know that's your guy. You know, it's, it's kind of like a joke, but at the same time. It's like, not anymore. No, though. no, it's not anymore. Like, he's really playing. He's really he's playing. He's really playing, and he's, he's showing he belongs in the league. I mean, there's a, there's a spot for that. Well, let's get this straight. It was never a joke because I was always trying to tell y'all that, like, yeah. I'm watching him, and I know he could score. Right. So, like, just give if you give him some minutes, he's going to get back. Yeah, of course. So it was never a joke, but like obviously me saying he's a goat, he's the best yeah. player in the league. That those are jokes, but man, I love his game. I love his confidence. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't care, and I think low key that kind of rubs off on campaign with some of those shots that he takes. Yeah, that's like, what, yeah, but he's but campaign is but not he's that. not supposed to be doing that. He's not that. They <laughs> you don't know love you like that. Reminds me of <laughs> yo low key. You know what that kind of reminds me of that just came to me is Contreras and Javi Baez like. Contreras yeah. watches Javi Baez. Javi Baez and thinks he can do and those things. Exactly. Yeah, and he can't do those Contreras things. Contreras will try to do nah, crazy shit. You are not that guy. He'll try to do crazy stuff on the base pass and yeah. do all this other stuff. And it's like, no, nah. nah, that's not for you. Javi guy. can that's get away with you. that. Javi, that's Even when Javi, Javi fucks it up, it's okay. Like, yeah. if you fuck it up, it's like, nah, bro, you, you can't do that. It's like, I'm watching and I'm like, <clears throat> he 100% was watching Javi and thought that yeah. I better try this. It's funny thing. you say that because I've, I've literally heard that debated before where they're like, yeah, Contreras sees Javi do this shit and it's like, nah, bro. You, you, yeah, you just, it's not for just, you. It's not, just chill. Just chill. Javi is Javi. Be you. You, 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 you do, do you. You do you. You do I you. Do me, you do you. What, is, uh, what does Nagy's thing say? Be you. Be you. Be you. Be you. Yeah. There you go. Not now you always see that on the back yeah, of the no, sheet. I, now, I can't right? unsee it. You can't unsee yeah, it. Yeah, like now, the whole right? game I was watching on Sunday, I just kept seeing his BU. BU. So now I look for other coaches and see if I can see anything on their play card. And but I've I don't never see seen it. anything. Nah. nah. Wonder what Belichick says. And and like the and and if you think it's a before we get into the Bears, if you think that's an accident, like the placement of that and how big it is, nah, it's not. It's man. not. He knows yeah. it's front and center. It's on both sides. Yeah, it's on both sides, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, BU. Um 
So the Bulls finally got a W. Yeah. I was loving the play really hard, close games. Yep. And then losing. Uh-huh. But the Knicks was one they were going to get. The Knicks are trash. Yeah. You know, after all that shit you talk about, like how great the garden is and all that, it's always like it's great for somebody else. Like it's great for opposing players to come in there. Right. It's great for a concert. When's it going to be great for New York Knicks basketball? It's a good question. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of all those moments, and I'm, I'm looking back in my head. I'm like, but, yeah, what's the best Knicks moment I can ever think of the Garden? And it's not not since I was a kid between, you know, the Starks and Oakley and Ewing and all that. I mean, the Knicks have been trash for so long. It's it's a shame. Yeah, it is. It's honestly a shame. It is, man. Yeah. It is for real. Like, it's a, it's a, it's ridiculous. Bulls coming up have Anthony Davis. That's going to be a tough game. Pellies are decent. Yep. Um. Looking forward to they're that. on a they're on a bad slide right now. Yeah, they but lost like five straight, right? Did the they Bulls, win last night? I'm not sure. All right, but the Bulls are just what the doctor ordered for that type yeah. of stuff. Oh yeah, and if Anthony Davis can see uh, Felicio at any moment in the game, it should. Is be it in Chicago? Uh, no, I think it's in. New I was gonna say because Miritich is coming home, he might he might, <laughs> he might have a forty piece. <laughs> yeah, no, I I know it's in New Orleans because the boys stayed in New York last night. They didn't uh, fly out of New York. Uh, they might have. They uh, might have got a uh, W. That's a rough one. They might have got a W. They went out W. You went out last night, and then the, the best the, place to go to after you go out is go to New Orleans because it's not like yeah, you're gonna sit in your hotel room. Well, because they had a that's day off a too, one. so they might have went and got some dinner or something. Yo, that's got to be a home court advantage for the Pelicans because nobody goes in New Orleans and doesn't kick it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it all depends on the schedule, man. I think a lot of those squads fly out the night at, right after the game more yeah. than you would think. Yeah. But yeah, if there's a day after, don't have don't have downtime. I mean, if you there. get a win and you have the and you get a day, yeah. if you, you have New the, York and you don't fly out till the yeah, next morning. You're, you're going in, out in a city that you want to go out in. Yeah, you're going out. You might you're not do it in like Salt Lake City, but like yeah, if you're in somewhere where it's cracking, you might go get a taste. No doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, man. Shout out Zach Levine. Keep doing your thing, definitely. boss. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely appreciating it. I apologize about everything I said about you. You you earning that seventy eight mil, no doubt. <laughs> Let's move over to the Bears. Bears busted the Bills' ass of course. on Sunday. As we should have. Peterman is still the turnover goat. That's what was on the board. And a lot of those weren't even his fault, it, but it doesn't matter. Bad. It doesn't matter. It He's doesn't like matter. Plagued. He just sucks. Ball bouncing around. He sucks. Just, it just lands right in people's hands. You, you almost feel bad for the dude, but then I looked up. He's, he's getting like 900 this year, so I don't feel bad for him, but yeah. he sucks. That is the automatic go-to when people are getting wild slander, and I'm like, dude, this like campaign's making $3 million. Yeah, yeah he's uh, fine. He's happy. Like, he's good. He he can eat all this slander. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like yeah, That's what fine. it is in the league. And that's why it's a big deal. Like When dudes are making 20 – like when James Harden is making – 30 million and he disappears in the playoffs. Yeah. You need to hammer him. Yeah. Cause this is what we're paying you for is playoff time. And all of a sudden you don't want to show up. So like, that's a problem. Yeah. Um, but Peterman, yeah. Back to Peterman. Yeah. Huge W. Yep. How you feel about the game? I loved what the defense did. Loved it. Just because, I mean, it doesn't, it was against, this is what I always come back to. Like, I love what the defensive, I want, I loved what the defense did. Even if it's against a bad opponent, yeah. they smother them, they smash them, and it's an NFL football team. You're supposed to feast on bad opponents, right? That's, that's 100% what you're supposed to do if you're a good defense, especially a defense like the Bears that's aggressive, opportunistic, everything like that. And we 100% did that, right? I mean, I think we took advantage of that game. Obviously, what, two touchdowns, four turnovers, um, just really came after them on defense. 
I love the attitude of the defense. Like, that was one of my big takeaways from the game is just watching that defense. Even watching Khalil Mack on the sideline, like, he's fired up. Like, that whole defense, man, they're just dogs, right? Like, you see the way they swarm to the ball. You see when it's up in the air, somebody's going up to get it. You see how excited they are. You just see the way that they play. Like, they love playing defense. They can't wait to get back on the field. So, um, yeah, to me, man, it's just it's a thing of beauty when that defense is firing on all cylinders, 100%. Um no doubt. Other takeaway I had though is offensively is still uh it's it's very hot and very cold. Like very hot and very cold. Two big things. Obviously, Trubisky's still struggling, uh, in my opinion, right? The inconsistency, you can call it inconsistency, and some people try to make that like sound better than what it is. To me, it's struggling. Um, you know, I think he missed a lot of throws again. He's still not showing me that what I need to see um overall. That interception, I I you just can't throw that ball. I just don't get it. You yeah. just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things you, you you can't in week nine, ten, whatever we're at, in a playoff team, in the hunt, make those throws. And what is it? It's another fucking downfield throw that sails on them that goes to the land of nowhere. There was nobody there. There was no reason for that ball to go over there. I can't even see if it was a miscommunication how the ball ends up there. Right? Um, so one the first thing I, person I thought of when, I, when that Yeah, happened. of course. Yeah. I'm sure you, I'm sure I'm sure you know what I mean and I was I was watching him with Will and he goes man that was the point that you were just making the other day I'm like yeah it's 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 right there and again man I don't I don't want to completely cut them off but one thing I like that they did when they came out is it did seem like they ran a little bit more conservative approach of the offense and it looked okay well the game was over so early the game was over that, before it started the that, game was over on Saturday night yeah that <laughs> I mean, let's keep it real. Yeah, that. So it was. They definitely pulled it back. They did. Jordan Howard got a, quite a bit of touches. I think he had fourteen carries. Fourteen carries. That's, yeah. That's the the what, what, 13, we say, what did we say? The max was fifteen. He'll yeah, never 13, see over fifteen. Yeah, never see fifteen. Yeah, thirteen is about the max. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's in a blowout. Think about that. That is in a blowout where the the, the at the end of the first half it was what twenty four zero. I think we only ran like something like. 40 or some some ridiculously low number of offensive plays. Yeah. But yeah. It's 28 0 at the half. Yeah. And he still had four thirteen rushes. So yeah. like that's gonna be the max like we talked about. Yep. He's not gonna get crazy carries. He's, hey, but on the low, he has five touchdowns, which is yeah, he got two the other day. Yeah, which is not a bad number. But yeah. Oh god. Yeah, so I was I was happy to see him start at least get in the end zone if he's not gonna get a lot of touches. That'll that'll keep him going. Yeah, well, that's if, what, if he's that's not what, getting a lot of touches, but, for but he's scoring touchdowns, he'll keep quiet. Yeah, he'll Tariq, be happy. Tree Cohen doesn't have value down there like that. It's in the running game, but I mean that was another note I had though. But do you feel like at some point they need to figure out? I mean, overall, the offense, in my opinion, needs needs an identity. They need to figure out what their identity is, but specifically with the running game. So you had Jordan Howard thirteen carries for forty seven yards the other day, but Tariq Cohen five carries for six yards. Just at some point, you got to figure out what you want to do running the football and what kind of running team you want to be. But this and- also goes back to what I'm saying about he he ha- every time Jordan Howard's out there, he can't run it because that he needs that deception. So when Tariq's in there, it can't always be a screen. It yeah. can't always be a pass. So that's why he kind of has to give Tariq some carries because. They don't want to have this situation like in Baltimore where every time Lamar Jackson comes out, it's a quarterback option. No, I understand that. But you still need to – I don't feel like they establish the – establishing the running game is not important to them, in my opinion. It's just not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. At at any point, I just feel like, again, man, with this Trubisky situation, you kind of have to start. You have to do it. Nick, listen. 
I guess it's a BU. This established the running game. <laughs> it's just not. It's just happening. not like he's gonna establish it just enough, just enough to where he <laughs> thinks he could run a play action or a jet sweep or right. get the ball downfield. Like I understand what you're but saying. But how long is that gonna go on? How long are defenses gonna until respect Matt it? Nagy is the coach? How long until? Are how Until he's not the coach right. anymore, that's what's going to happen. But in order for the play action to be effective, you have to have some threat of running the ball. And he, he he's been. I mean, we're he's getting, been running we're getting it. worse. He's been running it. Though. We're getting worse. He, he's been he's been given the ball. He's been running the ball. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, you I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I, just, I get what you're saying. I'm worried about in a First game when push comes on to shove. Run I'm the ball. Wor- I'm worried about, dude. I'm just feel like, man, we have feasted on. Subpar opponents in this first half of the season. And I'm just worried that when it gets to the real games against good opponents that matter, that we don't have an offensive identity. We don't really know what the fuck we're trying to do out there. And we have a quarterback who, who, who isn't making the best decisions. Yeah. I feel it, it worries me because the defense is Super Bowl caliber, right? Like the defense is Super Bowl caliber. This is a top defense in the NFL. When the defense is firing on all cylinders, it might be the best defense in the NFL. Absolutely. So, and a defense that's capable of turning the ball over, putting points, you know what I mean? Like drastically altering an offense's game plan. But I'm worried that it's going to be all for nothing in certain games because we, we, we just don't know what the fuck we really want to do offensively. And that's why we pay Matt Nagy the big dollar to adjust and figure out a game plan. So what's the adjustment week. for you? What's the adjustment? Because you don't want to cut it off. You no, don't no, want to no. try we, to establish go, a run. We, we, Are you happy with where we're playing offense? We, right? we, it we, seems like you're good. No, I'm not. I'm not. He hasn't been playing very well. Because, like I said, this the pressure is now ratcheted up because our defense is Super Bowl caliber. Right. right? So, like, I, he needs to progress, and he needs to progress more quickly than he is right now. I mean, we're winning, or we 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 beat up on a, a bunch two garbage teams in a row. In a row, the perfect segue into what I'm saying and kind of what I talked about in the graphic was for me, and in the intro, the season starts Sunday. Right, like we we had the game against Green Bay, whatever. We lost. We should have won it, right? This the the season starts now. We play Detroit, yep. Minnesota, Detroit. With two of them being at home, yeah. we need to win both two of the three of those games. I think we need to win all three. Then we need to win all three. We need already. to win all three. Yeah. Do you really see that happening? Uh, no, I don't. That's the issue. Why do you think we need to win all three? Because I just feel like I don't want to leave anything up to chance. I mean, I, I, at the same time, I don't think like it's not going to take eleven wins, obviously, to win this division. So, right. um, so why you say that? You would like I to win like, all three. Yeah, I would like to win all three because Set I feel like tone. we just need to be rolling. Yeah, we need to be and rolling need, five and, straight. Winners of five straight, that sounds good. Then I'll start to have some confidence, but I think we, we need to win all three. We need to dominate this division. I will say this. We need to be Detroit t- both times. Both times. Because we have to play Detroit twice. Then we have to play Minnesota one more time after yeah. we play them initially. And then, of course, we have Green Bay. And, and I just did. Yeah, and, and that's another, that's and that, another reason why they, always, win. they always beat us. They always beat us. Oh, they, just, they weren't making you uneasy in week one when you were so fucking confident. But now you've come. I, t- I told you. Let's just keep it 100. You they, know it. I mean, I'm confident we can beat them, but we seem to always lose. We like, seem to like always that. lose. <laughs> so that's you know why saying? we got to win the next three. So, and and we're not going to win at Minnesota. Right. Let's just keep it 100. I don't think we win that game. Uh, I don't think, well, 
People need to cut it out with this Minnesota shit. Yeah, I they're mean, the best team in the hey, division, and they're one of the top teams in the NFC. Let's see, Everybody needs hey, to cut it out. That's with great, this shit. but let's see Kirk Cousins play some meaning, meaningful football down the stretch because he hasn't been doing that the last few years of his life. Yeah, we will. I, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's solid. I'm gonna but tell you this. I want. I want. We see will it. lose that game in Minnesota. Okay. Like there, that's not a discussion for yeah. me. All right. Um. So that's why I'm saying we need to beat up on Detroit and all that. Let's talk. Let's talk about Eddie Jackson, Kyle Fuller, and their game mm-hmm. on this past Sunday. Kyle Fuller's all of a sudden catching everything. Yeah. The only thing he's dropped all season was the game in Green Bay. Then he dropped like six picks last. <laughs> yeah, year. Yeah, he or dropped something. like a hundred picks last yeah, year, yeah. and now he catches everything. Yeah. The only ball he's dropped was the game that the one that we needed him to catch in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, he looks good. He was doing his thing, man. I just love the D. I love yeah. Eddie Jackson. People don't strip. Scoop and score and You've go to the house this. like that. You've been on it. Eddie Jackson was watching that Peanut Tillman tape. Bro, you yeah. you just don't do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, only ball ball players do that. You might strip them. You might recover it. But to strip, stand up, scoop, score, and be untouched. And go home, yeah. You got to be an elite type elite athlete, player. ball hawk to do Bama, that. One of them Bama boys. One of them Bama boys. And that's exactly what he is, man. Yeah. I'm, te- I've been, I'm telling you, he had a couple off games here in the middle of the season yeah. um, where he was blowing some coverages, missing some tackles, et cetera. Missed He's still young. Tackles, but, yeah. sec- but I think he has. Well, it's what? the same thing with Fuller. I mean, Fuller's the same thing too, man. It's, 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 a, it's a bit of feast or famine, right? Fuller's going Fuller's gonna to make some ridiculously good plays. He's going to have an awesome game, but then he'll have games like when he was getting burned in Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. You know what I and, mean? And that's just kind of how he is. Eddie Jackson has, I think, three touchdowns yeah. in two seasons. Yeah. He plays safety. Yeah. So, like, come on. This guy's a ball player. I'm excited to see the what comes of him and continues to come but, of him. Well, here's the thing. With those type of guys, like we talk about, like Fuller and Jackson and those playmaker type guys, when you have a front seven like we do, you can get away with their shortcomings. You know what I mean? They might not be the best in man coverage and lockdown type guys, but what's going to happen is when you're constantly putting pressure on quarterbacks, what a quarterback's going to do? Make bad throws. Those guys are there to take them. It was the same thing that we had with the Lovey Smith Bears defenses. Remember Nathan Vasher? Nathan Vasher couldn't cover me, but if that thing was up there, he was taking it. That was his. That's what he did. Facts. Didn't cover anybody, just picked off balls. Yeah. Don't throw, don't throw anything bad my way or I'm taking it to the crib. You know what I mean? And I think that that's, that's the beauty in the construction of this defense. And that's what I love so much is that, you know, they're, they're going to take the ball away. It's not like that Seattle type lock you down. You know, we got six, five corners that are just going to drape over everybody. It's, we're going to wait for you to make a mistake. Khalil Mack's going to get in your face. Akeem Hicks is going to get in your face. Eddie Goldman might get back there. And you're going to throw something up, and these are the type of guys who are going to catch it and then take it to the crib. Looking to take it to the crib. Looking like, to take it to the crib. None of that, like, there's a difference. Get, none of that get down and it, no, nah. no. I'm we, trying we, to go to We the catch house. and we turn and we go. We're trying you know what to I mean, we got ball skills. We got defenders with ball skills. Yeah, it's lovely. You know what I mean? So I love it. I lost my train of thought. What was I about to say? Oh, Khalil Mack expected to play Sunday. Great, yeah. I'm excited. He could have played on. He could have played last. He could have played. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I, who, who knows, man? Because when he did play, when he was hurt, man, he was he looked he was hurt. Yeah, they gave him a good two weeks. Though. Yeah. So hopefully he's back and effective. And if he if he come, how do you feel about if he comes out and it looks like he's not effective? Just sit him back down again. Yeah, I mean, I want him a hundred, man. Yeah, you want him a hundred percent, especially for the play. 
You want him 100%. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, yeah, you want him 100%. So, yeah, I, I got no problem with it. Yeah, I'm excited to see him get back. He can make – we already know what time is with him. Yeah. I think Matt Stafford is hoping he's not healthy. Um, the Lions are struggling right now. Patricia is suspect. Very suspect, um, Coach. So, that is looking – we're catching them at a great defense, time yeah. right now. They've lost, yeah. I think – Two or three in a row, I think. They're doing what the Lions do. They're doing what the Lions do. They're but gonna... you know what? They're also one of those teams that's capable of hanging 35 on you real quick, though. Not not, not against us, they're not. They're, I'm just saying they are They are capable. Stafford is that type of quarterback. We've talked about this before. He can have one of those horseshoe games. Yeah, well, I mean, of course. He's a, he's a good enough quarterback yeah. to, to go and do that. But we're catching them at a really good time where they're struggling. Patricia's under fire. He's yeah. yelling at people in press conferences. Yeah, yeah. What was that all about? Yeah, I don't know. Bro, you don't, you like. don't have that kind of weight to tell someone that they need to address you in a certain manner. Like, who the fuck does he think he is? I thought it was You're hilarious. One of Belichick's flukies. And we were watching. Yeah, they've lost two in a row. They're playing us. They just put up nine points in Minnesota. Um, Greenberg made a great point on Patricia. On Get Up. We were talking about how we watched Get Up. Shout love, out Get love Up. Love Get Up. Shout out Get Up. <laughs> Yo, shout out my, my boy JP on Get Up. He's Jesse Palmer's been on Get Up. Yeah, and yeah. I was actually on uh I was going back and forth with him on Instagram. He was talking about how like you know he likes to do get up. He lives in New York. That he was talking about how he basically gets up, he gets to drive down the street, he yeah. jumps in like an Uber. Because the get up studio is because right get up studios in New York. Situation. So yeah. he's right there. Yeah. So that's dope. Cause he when he does the college college game day stuff, he has to drive to Bristol. Yeah. And he said that's a pain in the ass. Yeah. So Shout out, JP. Um, but <coughs> Greenberg made a really good point about Patricia because Patricia's thing was saying, I guess the reporter was like slouching in his chair. And he was like, sit up when you like have some respect or whatever. And Greenberg was talking about Patricia as the most like oh, non yeah. head coach looking cat of all time. Yeah, dude. And he's you're got trying crazy to talk beard about, and like, yeah. And you're talking about people's ex- uh, like, appearance in their yeah. gig like cut it out you have bro. a freaking you're, pencil lodge you're in your ear all day like yeah yeah no doubt clown. bears are at home against the lions on sunday uh-huh. i'm gonna go to the game I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do some um some video hopefully if you want to come through we'll talk about that after but yeah i'm gonna do some interviews do some stuff so look out for that that'll be fun and uh bears about to get a w again then we got to play minnesota and then it's ball game time yeah let's switch over to the blackhawks Let's keep it 100, like we were talking about before. We don't know shit about the Blackhawks. Yeah. I haven't watched one second of ice time of the whole NHL, Blackhawks or not. In years. In, yeah. <laughs> Forget about this season yeah. in years. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you last time. Joel Quinville got fired. He yeah. has three championships. I think he's been the coach for like 10 or 11 years. Yeah. Um, Three rings. I have a couple questions for you because we're not going to act like we know about the Blackhawks sure. and what the season's been. From my understanding, they started off semi-hot and then went through like a little slump. But um, I got a couple questions for you. Are we in the age of overreaction? Like, so we, so Rocky, Warts, McDonough, the rest of those guys, we're now a premier NHL franchise, right? We don't win for a couple years. Quinville's fired. Are we in the age of overreaction? Like, are we getting rid of good coaches too quickly? A la Lovey Smith. Like, are we like that's a that's an interesting situation, but are we looking to get rid of really good coaches too quickly just because they're not winning right now? 
Joe Madden's on the hot seat. Uh, before Harbaugh started blowing people out at Michigan, Joe Harbaugh, I don't know if this is working. He can't beat Ohio State. They're looking to move on. Like, yeah. are we moving? Are we getting away? Are we, like, are people letting go of really, really so, good coaches? Like, the grass is not too greener. Like, these are good coaches. So, I don't know. About, I don't know. I don't know how this fits into all that because what, long answer, no, I don't think so. I think there's a lot of shitty coaches out there that get more credit than they deserve. But these are coaches that are winning titles. But with the Quinville situation, from what I was reading, again, I'm not a hockey insider or nothing like that, um, that this was somewhat of an internal power struggle struggle between him and management, like Stan and Scotty Bauman. Bowman, Bauman, whatever it is. I think it's Bowman, yeah. Bowman. Um, and, you know, obviously the team hadn't been doing as well. Last year they were terrible. This year they were headed that way. And I think this was one of those situations where someone had to go. And they just made the decision to move on from Quinville, right? Because eventually it was going to be one of them. So they went ahead and fired him before it got to that point. They cozied up to to the ownership, got them to okay it, and they got rid of Quinville and bought themselves a little bit more time. That's what it is. That's hey, what it is. Aaron, pull me up really quick. You know I rock with Sylvie. Yeah. Look at this tweet. Give me your thoughts. We're living in a Chicago sports world where a three-time cup champion and future Hall of Famers fired. Where the guy who won a World Series after a 108-year drought and future Hall of Famers on the hot seat, yet the guy who <laughs> who thinks playing Justin Holiday 47 minutes in the game continues to get a pass. Yeah. So obviously, I think that goes just to the front office and who's running each franchise and organization, well, right? I, th- I think the thing with the Hawks that's interesting on that though is like the hockey salary cap is like super crazy. Like you see, like whenever you win, then like remember, like they won, and then like two days later, they had to like trade Bufflin, and you get rid of all these dudes. So I think for like I don't know, you know, I think with like Quinville, man, I think you have to navigate around that and still paying like two star players. But I do one hundred percent agree with what Sylvie wrote on that. I don't think Fred Fred Hoiberg sucks, but yeah, yeah, I mean that the, it's it, all, it, it depends on the front the, office. The Madden thing to me, what is, he's talking about is the front office yeah. and who's running shit. I think the I don't I don't know. You're a Cubs fan, man. So the Joe Madden thing to me, when I first heard that he was even on the hot seat, I thought it was crazy. But I me guess too. people start breaking down all of his decisions, and I guess he does a lot of dumb things. But yo, he's always been that way, and people liked that shit when he was winning. So to me, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, what's your automatic window? What type of leeway automatically do you get after you win a championship? Like, do you automatically have your job for three seasons? Like, what's your window? Like. Give me your window because I have a I have a take on this where like I think if you win a chip you could fuck around and go zero and sixteen the next probably maybe two full years of zero and sixteen before I'm giving not you up. Not if you're Ty Lue, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like, what's your window on that? I don't know, man. I think it's it's all it's all based on the situation. I mean, I guess honestly, if you win a chip, Quinville won three chips. Three. So that I think you, you develop like that would be like firing. That's crazy. That's like here's the thing: if the if the Spurs went bad for like two years, would they fire Pop? Like never. You know what I mean? Like never. Well, who knows now? Would the right? Patriots fire Belichick? I, it's almost. I guess the- you don't know though, because what happens when you start losing is that's when the real finger pointing starts. Well, I was responsible for us winning in the first place, and you're fucking this up now. That's probably what happened with the Hawks. But um, so maybe that's how it goes. I don't know, man. What's your window? My window would probably if I shit. Two years, two years. You get two full years, two years. 
if it's going downhill for two years, that's bad. If you have a bad year and then the second year you're on the you're on the rise up, that's good. But the Hawks situation didn't look like it was getting better. Now let me give you a take, bro, because this is what I feel. Eleven years ago, the Blackhawks weren't even on the map. Nobody was going. They weren't on TV. They weren't on TV. <laughs> Rocky Warts comes in, yeah. turns shit around. Quinville's the coach. He's been the coach the whole way. You win three titles in a 10-year, 11-year stretch. You can't come to him like, yo, listen, like, if you don't turn this around, we're going to have to let you go. Kind of let him be like, hey, these last two seasons, I haven't been to my best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate myself. People that win three championships in 10 years, I don't think they should be getting fired in the middle ego. of the season. I don't ego. care about that. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is that a franchise that wasn't on TV 10 years ago is now one of the biggest franchises in the NHL. The fans are as loyal as they come. A coach that led you to those three titles, you fire in the middle of the season. Yeah. I'm not with that. No, no, I'm no, not, it's disrespectful. I'm not with that. And if, and if, you, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what was happening behind the scenes. It's but, behind the, but, it has but to be. Then let him know before the season starts. Like, yo, listen, this is this lease is. Extreme. Oh, they said that he was very close to getting fired at the end of last season. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, then you, I mean, why bring him in and be like, hey, listen, your leash is extremely short. I mean, I guess obviously he's a competitor. I think he knew. he's going to keep going anyway. Apparently, they fired. They do. They did the same. They fired his. Come on, man. It's the, it's the same United Center politics that the Bulls employ. They fired his top assistant, who was his best friend. So they fired his, what was my man's name? Ron Myers, the dude who used to I be with no clue, Tibbs. Oh, the, Ron when, Myers. Yeah, yeah, Ron Myers, when I they fired. You, I thought you were talking about some hockey stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. They fired his top assistant. And they, um, left him, they left him out on the island. They left him out there and yeah. kind of let him know, like, hey, this that that is them coming in. I'm in charge. I'm the captain now. You know what I'm saying? That's, yeah. that's what that is, 100%. And I think that when shit starts going bad and it's time to blame somebody, you know, hey, we built those championship rosters. You're not. You're not doing what you need to do anymore. You still have the players. Taze and Kane are still there. You're not winning. Bye. That's what it is, man. How do you feel about firing coaches midseason? Because never in the history, to my knowledge, have we fired a coach unless <laughs> besides David when LeBron, Black, David Black, fired David, David Black. Black. It all comes back to Ty Lue always. <laughs> okay, so besides <laughs> that, that's a little different. But never in the history of sports that I can remember. Have you fired your head coach midseason and the season wasn't wasted anyway? No, Pat Riley. Pat well, Riley relieved Stan Van Gundy. Yeah, the but, then, of the but year. then he yeah, came down and coached. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's a little different, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What so, that? one of the best hoops coaches, <laughs> one of the best boss, one of the best ball coaches of all time, <laughs> fires the coach and then goes and coaches. That's hey, a little uh, different Stan, situation. I'm just go ahead and take this over, man. Thank yeah, you. that's a little different situation. <laughs> no, it, it never works. I don't, I don't know, man. I think um, it's all based on the circumstances. I don't think you do this to a guy like Quinville. But you're also in the business, if you feel like this is truly you're wasting a season in which you can still salvage, and you feel like making this move allows you to but salvage. But but you and I both know that it doesn't salvage your season. Right. Right. So, no, so you don't do it to a guy like So show the man some respect that got you three titles in, ten, in, a, the the in a 10-year stretch, managed your team and the young talent unbelievably. But if you're a GM... Don't you have a responsibility when something's not working and you want to move forward to start that process? Aren't you doing him a bigger disservice by stringing him along as a lame duck coach? No. Because that shit gets out. It gets out to the players. People know, like, hey, Q's not coming back next year. 
And then eventually people are just have that. Then you got a whole locker room full of people with their own agenda because they know the dude who's in charge right now won't be in charge next year. So I actually, I don't know. If you make that decision that he's not your guy anymore, I think the second you make the decision that the coach isn't your guy, you probably have to go in there and relieve other duties. But then, but yeah, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Because you risk it coming out. Because, well, then don't let it come out. When the shit not come That's out, everything saying, comes out. Then don't let it come everything out. Everything comes out. Don't, then don't let it come out. All it takes is for me and you to have a conversation for there to be a chance of it to come out. Don't let it come out. What I'm saying is that once you fire Quinville, the season's shattered anyway. Yeah. He's probably in a, he's in a better position to try to salvage the season than an interim coach. That's what I'm saying. And then at the end of the year, when not it, if you don't feel like his voice resonates in the locker room anymore. Not if you don't feel like he's your guy nah, anymore. I don't. I don't. I mean, like I said, so what do you mean? You're not gonna a pull big him in hockey have the dude. But well, this is any there's sport. no way that Quinn. Well, we're, we're not talking about any sport. There's no way that Quinville's voice doesn't resonate. Will we'll resonate less than the interim to guys like Taze, Kane, Hosa, and the rest of those guys on the team, right? And I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just so saying. What, all I'm saying is that. Try to make it do what it do what it do the rest of the season, and then if it doesn't, the seat. Okay, what I'm saying is, you keep Quinville in there. It seems like the season's not going to go how you want it to, and if you fire him and put an interim in there, it's not going to go how you want it to anyway. So let the man that got you three titles in ten year stretch and put you back on the map as being a big time hockey NHL franchise. Let him dismiss him at the end of the year and let him kind of go so, about his business with dignity. And all that type of what stuff. What if the year continues to get worse? You don't... I mean, the, the answer is not fire the coach in the middle of the season for me. Under no circumstance. It, I mean, it's not going to make anything... Like it it doesn't com- make anything if better. If they completely tell It doesn't spin. make anything better. <coughs> A new... I, I, that's me. That, at least... I just feel like... There's some, yeah, I understand there's where you're coming situations, from. situations, I guess. But if this I is, was the GM... This is a proven coach that can right, win. Right, Like, But if I was the GM... There's a lot of circumstances that goes into teams not winning sometimes. But it's if, not always the head coach. If I was the GM and I... If I was the GM of the team and I made the decision that my coach, I no longer have the confidence in my coach to go out there and do the job, regardless of what his track record is, regardless of what he did last week, last year, whatever. If I don't feel like that's my guy anymore, then... Me as a GM, I would make that decision the second I had that feeling. If I've gone through my evaluation process in my head of, and you know, talk to who I need to talk to, and you're not my guy anymore, why would I string you along? Because probably the only reason I still have a job is because of you and how you dealt with the team. Well, now that's the ego. Well, now it's who's responsible for what. But if I'm the Bauman and I say I don't believe in Q anymore, then you have to terminate him at that point in time. I'm not saying what they did is right, but I'm saying if you feel that way, then he's got to go. You can't sit there and rock with someone you don't believe in. You can't sit there and, and, and be like, man, I really need to get to the business of rebuilding my franchise, but oh shit, let me wait six months to do this because I don't want to disrespect Quinville. So now that's six months where you could be rebuilding, reevaluating, trying new things that you might want to try, but you can't do because you have somebody else in there who's not going to do it your way. Right or wrong, that's how you look at it as a GM, and you got to move on from these people when you make that decision. All right, we'll leave it there. Let's hop over to trending and the trending news of what's what's popping in the world. Popping, yo, give me some love for going to vote today. Yeah, man, good yeah. shit. November six. Black people. Out Aaron, here did you vote? Yeah. Yeah, everybody voted everybody in here. Voted yo, up, I think it's gonna be a big evening for the Dems, bro. Shout out. 
I hope I hope we can bring it through. I was looking at numbers for Florida's looking blue almost, which yeah. is crazy. Um, so shout out to everyone that went and voted, did your duty, good shit. Um, my polling place was wild smooth. Oh yeah, where do you poll? You downtown? I'm downtown. I'm right off Michigan Ave. Yeah. So it was smooth. I literally yeah. walked in. It was, it's a, it's like in the lobby of an apartment building, so it was pretty smooth. There's a lot of a lot of booths. Yeah, mine's out of school, right by the crib. Yeah, yeah and it was, it was super smooth. Place. Um, shout out Eli for help with the judges yeah. and all that stuff. Um, so I was locked in. Bro. I did some research last night, man. I actually started looking up some people, man. You know, I'm not gonna share who I voted for, but right. you know, I, you know, I made some changes in my life right. today. Yeah. Um, as far as some certain things, but yeah, man, I, yeah, it was it was good. Yo. I'm always gonna vote, man. You know, I, I regardless of whether or not, you know, I mean, there's certain shit I just won't vote on, but you know, I'm always gonna go to the polls and select something because. Uh, it's obviously your duty. You're supposed to do that. You can't complain if you don't vote, you know. Yeah, I think people, that's key. And you don't necessarily have to vote for everything or everybody. You know what I mean? Don't let don't let people tell you you have to vote for this or that. Um, but go out there and vote, man. Exercise your right. There's 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 issues on the ballot. There's questions. The minimum wage thing was on there for Cook County. The sick day thing was on there. That's for Cook that's County. my favorite part yeah, of the ahead. whole vote. That's the, the real questions. shit that you're voting for. Yes. That, fuck that's these my people. favorite part. Like, vote for an issue that you Right. May or may not believe in, you know what I mean? Yo, and I love the markers. Those thin markers. Oh, I, you just, I, oh, I, steal, I do electronic. Dude, I do electronic. Oh, you balance. do electronic? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I steal my marker every time. Do you? you know, you like got to connect. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done. I haven't done the marker joint since <laughs> I was in high school. Yeah, I got the mark. I guess yeah. it's at my spot. It's it's markers. Yeah, and um, I like and I like feeding my my ballot into the machine. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, man, that was fun. Um, the dude at the at the voting spot yelled at me for being on my phone. And he couldn't. What read. do you mean you couldn't use your phone? In no, the... no, no. Well, this is what happened. <laughs> I had my ballot on my phone of the people I selected. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The night he, before, he couldn't read my handwriting, and he was trying to make sure I I was who I was, and I was on Twitter, and he was like, "Can you put your phone away while we do this?" And I started to curse him out, but he was so, a volunteer, so I didn't say shit. <laughs> mine was interesting today. Uh, this this dude, was, he was older, so he was trying to make the process go faster by asking people for their ID. Yeah, which they're not supposed to do. Or you don't, I don't think you I didn't, you, I didn't yeah. show my ID. No. Yeah. And I showed it, but I was about to beat him. I was like, Hey man, like, I'm pretty sure like in Illinois, you don't have to show ID to right. vote. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those things. Um, but other than that, it was, it was decent. I just thought that was interesting. I've never yeah, had man. them out there with the ideas. It was a smooth process. So, I mean, hopefully everybody else's process was. Shout out the brother well. out there in Florida too. You know what I'm saying, man? My man, Andrew Gillum out there in Florida, man. Shout out him. Yeah, I hope he wins. If I could go out to Florida real quick and vote, I would have voted for him. <laughs> or if he yeah. wants to come to Illinois, he was up like he ten points. He was too. up like ten points last night when yeah, I saw. Yeah, man, actually. you know they're trying to. They're trying to. He was know. he was crushing that dude. He's going against. Well, dude is and wild, that, man. Yeah, dude is wild. Dude is stupid wild, man. What do you say? He said, "I'm Monkey not saying he's a racist. I'm yeah. saying the racist, the racist think think he's a racist." racist. <laughs> well, he's like, "I'm black. I was born black." Last time I checked, I'm always going to be black. Like, there. There you go. You know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I, I fuck with that dude, man. That's funny. Shout All right. A couple more things we want to touch on before we get out of here. Cowboys aren't disarray. Trash. That, uh, talk to me about your thoughts about that Mike Irvin, oh, Stephen A. It was good, I was, right? I was, uh, so it's funny. We were talking about, you know, ESPN programming last week and how, you know, it's like a guilty pleasure of both of ours. So I was watching First Take yesterday. I should see if I could pull that up. Real quick. And yeah. Stephen A, man, like, first off, shout out to Stephen A. I put it on Twitter yesterday. If you hate on Stephen A, like, I don't understand you because that man is, like, the hardest working man in showbiz, right? Like, even if you don't agree with his opinions, like, dude is on every single ESPN show. He's constantly in character. He always brings it. You know what I mean? Dude brings a ton of energy. Like, 
Love him or hate him, like you have to respect his work ethic. His work ethic is crazy. You'll see him on get up at like 7 a.m. and then he'll be at like Van Pelt Sports Center at like midnight. You know what I mean? Still talking, still doing his whole thing. Um, but yeah, they had Irvin on yesterday and obviously Stephen A had been bashing Cowboys the entire time. Michael Irvin, the playmaker, um, diehard Cowboys fan, Cowboys legend was getting passionate, sweating through his suit yesterday. Hey, hold on, pull this just, up. Just hey. The greatest debate ever. Look at this Look guy. Look at Molly Karam. Like, where, where am I? What's going on? <laughs> hey, it can't be that hot. <laughs> He's so fired up. The playmaker. Mike, what's going on, man? What's going on? Did you? Did you, you, you got to say this went on for like an hour and twenty minutes. Yes. Like it was television gold. Never, Look at how he's sweating. Yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it, this was it was gold. Ain't nobody amazing. else sweating. Yeah, why? And I even said I tweeted out during. I was like, yo, no they need to replace yeah, Kellerman with Michael Irving Help right him now. Out, Stephen A. And just give me this every day. Yeah, uh, you can pull that down. Just give hey, me Michael this every day. Um, <laughs> I thought it was great, man. Like I thought it was it was great. It was organic. Like it just happened. It was it was wild, man. If it. you were a Cowboys fan, and we won't touch on this too long, because this is not obviously not a Cowboys show, but like, what if our boy? Well, I'm blanking on the most famous dude in the world's name. Um, the Jerry, Cowboys Jerry, owned Jerry, Jerry Jones. Jones. If Jerry Jones owned the Bears and ran, and he was the GM and stuff, like, what would you do? Like, what could we do about that? How would you feel about that? There's nothing you can do about it because he right. owns the team. I wouldn't be happy about these decisions. Yeah, I don't. The thing with Jerry Jones is like, man, like I understand what he's he's first off, he's done a great job promoting the Cowboys. Like, shout out to him, great businessman. Like he, he you know, he, he's made them a global brand or whatever. Um, dude, I don't know what Jason Garrett has on Jerry Jones. I don't know if he's got pictures. He's a puppet. He I listens to everything it, he says, it, except for when. But he's the, he's he's trash. He's, he's the, the closest that Jerry Jones will get to being the coach, owner, and GM. He, he's that's he's, what it is. He is. One of the worst head coaches in the NFL. The team consistently underperforms. Like, they'll be good once every few years. They have games like last night where you lose to Tennessee at home on Monday night, which is unbelievable. And your um, division's wide open. Your division's you wide open. Yeah. yeah. Dak Prescott, like, let's, let's call it like what it is. Dak Prescott's trash. Yeah. He's trash. It's looking that way. Yeah, he's trash. Oh, uh, he's done. So, I mean, it's just, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I respect the guy who always wants to go out there and try to win. He's always going to try to make the big splash and things like that. He just makes the wrong splashes. We'll leave it there. Let's close it out on these Lamelo ball thoughts that you have. Lamelo, <laughs> Lamelo announced that he's going to come. He's not. He's going to yeah. come back to high school, play ball in uh, in the United States, play against oh, and, some top prospects. And the only reason I really want to talk about at this yeah. point, I, I, it's just sad. I feel like, you know, at first I was kind of with the whole LeVar thing. Like, hey, man, do what you got to do. Like, this is all great. He ruined uh, He ruined this one. Like, he ruined he ruined this kid's opportunity to make it playing basketball. You think so? Yeah, I think 100% ruined. I Why? Think, I think Why? the kid was fine playing high school ball. He was a top-rated recruit. He was, he was, uh, when he, or he was a top-rated in his grade, and he was going to go down to college and all that. He took him out of high school, took him on this circus tool, tour that had him end up in Lithuania, end up playing in this JBA league, end up killing all of his eligibility, all that shit, just to bring him back to prep school in Ohio two years later or a year and a half later. He can't I, play college ball anymore? I, didn't he get paid in Lithuania? There's no way that he hasn't gotten paid any, any money playing basketball for the past year and a half. 
Oh, that's I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. And then the other kid was freaking in UCLA playing ball where he wasn't good enough to play, but he got in there because of his brother and then he pulled him out of UCLA. Yeah, that was this a kid mistake. doesn't have a basketball future. Maybe LaMelo can get it all back because he's young enough. Dude, Jello, like this the kid, what the fuck is this guy gonna do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I understand it worked with Lonzo, but I feel like uh I don't know, man. I feel like it's just kind of sad. Like it's just like they had to ride with whatever their dad was trying to do for them. And luckily, Lonzo was good enough to where he made it to the NBA before all the shit blew up. But, like, the other two are kind of assed out. Interesting. Not to mention, if you're a major college program, would you want this kid to come play for you? Listen, at the end of the day, if he can score and get buckets, like, it looks like he can and will be able to. We'll see how he does against It looks like top, he can as a sophomore top, shooting 60 shots a game. Top prospects. He's also lost out in, like, a year of development. Yeah. Well, he, you never know what he's been doing out there. He might... Give it some time. You never know. I know, I, know he's only, I know what he was doing out there. He's 17 years old. Yeah. He got a lot of time. Yeah. Hey, man, that is No Catch Up Chicago for this evening. For Nick the Quick, I am Sean Little. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. No Catch Up Chicago, YouTube. Look out for this stuff I'm about to put out uh, on Sunday from the Bears game. I'm excited to do that, get back doing that stuff, man. Stay locked at all times. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.